This week's Bonfireside Chat Appendix is brought to you by Zane Rillafjord. Man, these names. I know, right? That is good. It's almost like I picked the most intriguing ones. <laughs> no, this guy, Zane, if you haven't started a band, start a band. Yeah. And if your dad isn't David Bowie, get adopted. <laughs> because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, Zane, aside from having a great name, you also backed us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV where you can kick us a couple bucks a month mm-hmm. and uh, get cool prizes and support the shows that you at the very least tolerate because you're <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. Support the work you tolerate <laughs> is how the, the old expression goes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be the tolerance you want to see in the world. Actually, exactly. that's not bad. I, I tried to make yeah. a joke, but I said a true thing. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> yep. So you heard it here from us first. <laughs> oh, at patreon.com slash duckvtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Bonfireside Chat Appendix, where we, we're reading your responses to uh, Doors of Pharos and Brightstone Soldora. And I've got <laughs> and a cold. sing song. And I want to say hello <laughs> to our friends Jordan. And I want to say hello <laughs> to our friend Laura. Yeah. Who couldn't stick around. No, no, because uh, I think everybody should appreciate what a champ she was. Um, she, I, I don't know if you could tell, but she is from the British Isles. And mm-hmm. uh, as of the end of our recording with her, it was 4 a.m. in the goddamn morning. Indeed. <laughs> on, on a school night. Oh, gosh, yeah, so Gary, we, we're contributing to delinquency. Yeah, no, she, she, we're like uh, billiards yeah. in the town of River City. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, she, she's a champ, and she was super fun to have on. Yeah. Very, uh, very happy. She was able to uh, to stay for as long as she could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I will start us out with some follow-up because uh, we are wrong most times. Uh, Jordan writes in via contact saying, regarding Ornifex, could the pale beast she talks about be uh, uh, talks about learning from be Priscilla? After all, Pr- Priscilla is a pale beast, and the raven creatures were found in the painted world in Dark Souls 1. I think this, more, this makes more sense than Seath, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in the main episode. Um, I don't, I, I get your points, um, but I don't, I don't think so because it would require there being two different pale beasts. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a pale beast, uh, when Priscilla talks about it, but it's also the pale Drake soul and a thousand other Seath references. So it'd be weird if they were to referring to two separate pale beasts in mm-hmm. the same area, a conservation of detail and kind of Occam's razor ness mm-hmm. about that yeah. makes that clang out my, my brain. Yeah, and, and the thing that makes me stick out to it is the fact that she is a, 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 a Valka servant. But you know that 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 could indeed be modular, and none of those things mean anything really anymore. Yeah, and Seath has a stronger influence over this. There's an interesting lore video um, on this area, uh, and I'll I'll put it in the show notes. I I can't remember the person who uh, Paradigm Shift did it, and he uh, brings up this idea, and he says. Um, that the uh, the raven people or the crow people were sent to the painted world mm-hmm. in order to, to uh, kill Priscilla. To flush her out. Yeah, since she is a, an abomination and because she has the, the life hunt and all that jazz. So they're not servants of her otherwise affiliated with her. Yeah. Um, which would you know make sense for them not being uh, you know her master yeah. or uh, subservient to her. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it's an interesting idea. Um, someday, like because it is several pages long, um, our friend Vivian, who's been on the show, has a really great theory that incorporates this mm-hmm. that I'm kind of in love with, even though I don't necessarily buy it. And uh, and we'll bring that up at some point. Yeah. And uh, and I think you'll be inter- everyone will be interested to hear it. Mm-hmm. And you can find it on our Facebook page if you'd like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might be a good thing to do. Like if we if we really need to kindle, like just mm-hmm. like take it to like get her on here and break it apart like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be that might be like a small like if we did like a variety show episode, mm-hmm. like that'd be like a like a twenty five minute or thirty minute mm-hmm. segment. Um, I'm hoping that we won't actually have to kindle too much, given that like each DLC will easily yeah contain an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and even like if, and a, if uh, like a full a full to burst an episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. At least if if anything, if the Crown of the Sunken King is anything to be to judge it by. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already have some kindling episodes planned. And again, worst case scenario, we still have 3d game dot heroes <laughs> one off, which I would, I would love to do just for shits mm-hmm. and giggles. Yeah. Um, and, if, yeah. and if it's a game in the fall, uh, we also have a, a shadow tower. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I would love to, uh, love to do that. So we have plenty of kindling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, just the, the long story short, Vivian has a very cool, uh, theory that incorporates this. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Funkmaster General, um, thank you for your service from the Something Awful forums. <laughs> um, yeah. So so honored. Uh, <laughs> writes in to say, on the latest episode of Bonfire Side, you said Man, Scorpion, Tark was the first non-human NPC you could summon in the Souls series. I'm honestly surprised nobody remembered summoning Sif for the Manus fight, even given that you had mentioned her earlier in the episode when comparing Dark Souls 2 bosses to Dark Souls 1 bosses. Yeah, that Here, was me. We were caught yeah. with our pants down. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, I, I definitely said that and it was dumb. Even if it was your mistake, uh, I didn't catch it. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody caught it, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, that was just me being forgetful. So, yeah. whoopsie doodle. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, sir. Sorry, General. Um, Jay says via contact. Uh, you guys continuously discuss the spatial distortion present in the world design. The general consensus seems to be that's intentional, but I'm not too sure about that. YouTube user Hellkite Drake released a video which showcases an area absent from the final game, which seems to be a main hub containing several archstones, very similar to Demon Souls. This gives us a good reason why Majula seems so weak and poorly considered, as well as why there's such a spatial gap between each connected area. This probably would have been connected to things betwixt, instead of that little tree tunnel that doesn't quite make sense. Perhaps in a last-minute decision due to expectations coming in from the wonderfully constructed world of the first game, from scrapped one hub for another. Regardless of the truth, I can't help but wish uh, more care was put into the world. The levels themselves are fine, but they don't puzzle together. Sad emoticon. <laughs> Frowny face um, emoticon. Yeah. I haven't seen that video, even though I keep up with Hellkite Drake. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, so I'll have to it, search that out. It, 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 would, it would explain why the Emerald Herald is functionally equivalent to um, to the, the Maiden in Black. Yeah. A little bit. If, if, if it was indeed. It would, it would also explain the warpiness <clears throat> to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it still doesn't. I still can't find myself to be bothered. Yeah, by it quite as much as I people are. Like I don't. It's not my favorite thing, but it's not yeah. a killer for me. I, I got to um, say, playing uh, playing Crown of the uh, the, uh, the Sunken King though kind of made me homesick a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's going to be. I mean, at some point, like in me, is an essay about like DLC as you know apology mm-hmm. or as like rectification because it's such an interesting way to to address those things. Yeah, and uh, it's you know it's been done really well in some cases and really poorly in some other cases, mm-hmm. and more than Artorias of the Abyss, which didn't feel like it was addressing any shortcomings from the main game. It just felt like really high quality content from the the main game. Yeah. Uh, Crown of the Sunken King does see, feel like it addresses more or less like you know the the shortcomings, the problems people have with Dark Souls too. Yeah, 
you know. And everybody just ought to be prepared over the next, over the coming months, we're going to be making oblique references to these areas. It was raised on the Something Awful forums um, uh, br- briefly here, asking about how we're going to treat these. The official mm-hmm. line is we're going to find a place to put them after Drangelic. Mm-hmm. Um, after like Drain Lake Castle, um, specifically, because really, uh, based on my experience with Sunken King so far, uh, you really ought to wait to go there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, yeah. and I, I assume that the upcoming DLCs will be harder. Yeah, like they're being made as kind of end game content for people who are have mastered the the game because it is it is super tricky. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there'll be stuff that we sprinkle in after Drang Lake. We also don't want to really start cover- covering them until all of them will come out. Yeah. In case they reflect on one another. Yeah. Or in case they uh they they have something broader to say. So it'd be great to do after all of them come out, but before we do like our grand lore wrap up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where those will be. And uh, yeah, each one will be a, a burst in episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been so happy with the amount of content. Like going through the, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about Crown of the Sunken King, but <laughs> give us a break. It just came out this week. Yeah. Um, every, you know, so many soapstone messages that were like, nice job, money bags. And like, you know, Fuck beware you. of money bags. Yeah. Like this is so much content. Like 20, if it's three areas this big for, for 25 bucks, that is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is a huge amount of space, God. you know, like it's so big. It took me so long to finish. Like, all in all, with all of the DLCs, even not counting replays, it's going to be, like, 25 hours. Yeah. You know, or something like that for, mm-hmm. for me going through all of them. Like, yeah. 24 hours. It just took me a really long time to get through everything. And I still haven't gotten everything in the, the areas. Exactly. I mean, I would say it's comparable to, to Anartorius of the Abyss. Totally. Yeah. And and it was originally said that all three would be about 1.5 Artoriuses of the Abyss. Yeah. But that is not the, not that is not the case. This area is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that's like illusion of space, like doubling back on itself and just how yeah. hard it is and everything. But that's all part of the experience, too. Yeah. That's crafted and, and designed. I, I think I think um, that but, first go through is like what you need to measure the measure the size of the content against. Totally. Like, and yeah. and similar to Artorias, like three boss. I mean, Artorias had four boss fights. This has three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is it is a it is a meaty chunk. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. when, when you when you mentioned the money bags thing here, I, I'd read you, you know, make that comment in our Facebook thread, but when you said like, you know, money bags, good job or whatever, I actually flipped off my monitor. <laughs> I was so angry. It it's just it's all I saw uh-huh. like there. And and people were doing it near the end too, which was just crazy to me as well. Like if you were just like if you thought initially, like, okay, this is kind of, you know, a cash grab, like whatever. But once you got through it, I'm just really surprised someone having the same take on it. Even though like I will admit that you know, in the Dark Souls 2 community, like, I have a much more charitable opinion of the game than some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really love Dark Souls 2. But the, uh, just, like, the idea that you can go through that experience and be like, oh, what a what a shameless cash grab. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels really, really meticulously crafted, well-designed to me. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe I've got some kind of, you know, brain disorder. <laughs> well, I don't I, know. somebody on the SA forum uh, said something. I'm, go- I'm going to relay it with a certain amount of sensitivity. But they said, um, you know, I appreciate your show speaking about our show, the one we're doing right now, because it lets me it, it lets me hear about Dark Souls without having to be exposed to the community. Mm-hmm. The, the, the points of the Dark Souls community that I opt to expose myself to are, have been nothing but pleasant because most of it is through through this. Right. Mm-hmm. However, I understand that there is that element out there. And just a general point of appreciation for podcasts is it actually does give you the chance to hear about these things without exposing yourself to like the worst elements of video game fans, which are the worst by and large. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and and think about in terms of like in video game communities, Dark Souls has a pretty good one. Yeah. Even like you were grading on a curve, like the worst <laughs> of the Dark Souls community is pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, but it's nowhere near as shitty as say like the worst of the Dota 
community or a lol <laughs> community, you know, um, that's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anywho, um, by, by crown of the sunken king <laughs> Yeah. in, in reference to your did. comment, <laughs> get, get the DLC cause it's yeah. a huge value mm-hmm. and it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. So, and I can't wait to talk about it in a couple months. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, getting on to responses. Cool. Why don't you uh, read what uh, Mikhail says? Yes. Uh, so Mikhail or Michael Christensen uh, says via Facebook, ignore those tags I put after the source because that was me categorizing the responses. Oh, okay. And this one, it is germ opportunities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I quite like the atmosphere of the Doors of Pharos on first impression, largely, I think, because it felt a lot different than the other areas in the game. A bit colder and echoey. Not as much built as hewn by a combination of intentional design and natural forces into the midst of a mountain. Unfortunately, even with the digression of the fight uh, of fighting Rat Dog, the royal authority, it felt way too short and linear. Having played a little bit of the DLC to this point, the doors feels like a missed opportunity to have a bit more open level design. Moreover, although it felt like a place where beardy dwarf folk would live, it uh, could have used the germ a bit more. A good example of this is the little fellows with the cute helmets that seem to be minding their own business. They're super ripe for backstabs, so it's completely easy to miss how they'll come after you, swinging adorable little anvils on chains. (laughs) Just a little guy. Um, uh, Should you manage to aggro them without killing them too quickly? Well, yeah, it's worth noting that, like, even though they, by all accounts, live here, this is one of the areas that feels least like a lived-in place. Yeah. Like, there are no beds. There are no chairs. There, you know, there are no tables. Like the germ just stand. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's it. They're a sto- stoic folk. Yeah, they're, they're they require chairs. They love ale, but they hate elves. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the germ for you. Um, yeah, yes. I, you know, no, no real arguments there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ben says by contact. <clears throat> the beginning of the doors of Pharaohs gave me one of the most perfect and I believe unintended moments for my first Dark Souls two playthrough. I was breezing through with a poison rapier, rapier uh, congratulating myself for my choice of weapon as I polished off a mammoth with ease, Q opening a chest absentmindedly and being devoured to a sliver of health by a mimic. The strange part occurred when I brandished my poison weapon at him, quickly inflicting the status with a few thrusts. I expected to be summarily eaten and digested into treasure, <laughs> um, but the <laughs> mimic started uh, behaving strangely. It began doing a crab walk into the wall pausing several times to stand up and bend over backwards and over again, all the while its life dwindling to nothing. Then it hit me. This mimic was tripping balls off rapier poison. Uh, Clearly the poison had gone to this mimic's head, i.e. its entire body, and caused vivid hallucinations. I haven't been able to replicate this effect with another enemy, so I eventually chalked it up to a fortuitous and hilarious glitch, convinced the designers hadn't intended a drug-influenced mechanic into the game, but I still veered away from the Elizabeth Mushrooms after that just to be safe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the idea that the mimics contain treasure from people they've eaten how come we haven't thought of that before uh that they, they are uh like the symbol of avarice right like they're they're, yeah. they're they're creatures of greed so i could see them uh being set up as traps yeah yeah like they there are empty mimics and then the, how awesome would that be for like a interworld com- mechanic like oh, there are empty God, mimics yeah. and then the treasure you find are actually from players in other worlds yeah that they've eaten uh-huh. like you get a piece of that player's equipment <laughs> That would suck because you could potentially lose a really, like, rare, irreplaceable item. You wouldn't lose it. Just another world would gain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do that, From (laughs) That's that's a really good idea. That's great. Just, like, it it is a continual pinata. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But but people who, like, overvalue balance would just have just a shit fit about that, probably. Well, well, I mean, you could also, like, someone could invade your world and drop stuff for you. Now, there's nothing you can really do about that if invasions happened. 
Um, but the, the, uh, uh, yeah. So rest in peace invasions. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, non-intentional invasions. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So Vivian writes in via Facebook, um, Pate and Creighton are awesome. Every time I see people debating which of them is right or good or telling the truth, it makes me laugh because it seems really obvious, obvious to me that Pate is an impish, two-faced jerk who merrily traps people, presumably to loot them later, like Patches. And Creighton is a deranged hard-ass who's been wronged by him and is on a mission to separate his head from his body. Who's the good guy? Well, neither of them, which is what makes them so great. Deep character flaws and being morally compromised are two are the two things that make a great Souls character, who isn't Solaire, memorable. Whether it's Yurt who teaches us that not all prisoners should be released, or Sigmeyer, the jovial uh, uh, knight who turns out to be a bumbling adventurer and considerably worse dad. Seldora is a rich, well-designed zone, and the Doors of Pharos are the only fun place to rap bro and include the goofy Souls implementation of dwarves, things which make both areas good in my book. They're an excellent payoff after the annoyance of the shaded woods. No. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, Pete does not seem like a shithead to me Yeah, in this. Like he gives you the soapstone when you run into him in earth and peak, he just says, Hey, there's treasure there, but I'm too cowardly to get it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get it, he says, Oh, good for you. Keep it. Like <laughs> yeah. you were strong. And like he, he doesn't, he's not very active. Mm-hmm. Um, that door that falls behind you, um, in the area where he's at will fall down. Even if you kill him first. Yeah. Like he is not dropping that gate on you in uh in the forest of fallen giants. Yeah. Really all that you have to go on is that is that Creighton um you know, Creighton's word against it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And who's gonna trust Creighton? Yeah. I mean his name is even Creighton. <laughs> like that's one step away from Creighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that's a it's a that's a fair interpretation. I think that's, you know, fairly close. Like, I mean they definitely mm-hmm. were trying to play up your your hatred of, of patches yeah. into into something in this game, which is very yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that, that there was, it was a little bit more directly ironic and that Pate's like a solid bro. Yeah. Just ineffectual. Mm-hmm. But for sure. And, uh, just thinking about that made me really appreciate, uh, like the treatment of patches, I guess, in that he is a legit psychopath who can't help himself. He like what yeah. he does, he does compulsively. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He's yeah. an interesting character. Yeah. Um, Gustavo says via Facebook. Uh, the Doors of Pharos was another one of those areas I could not fully experience due to being unable to connect to the internet. However, it was visually neat, and the boss is completely optional if you just want to go to the next area. When I heard another dog enemy was in this game, I was not expecting it to look like an abandoned mutt. Poor dog. Uh, Seldora contained everything I love in video games. Filthy peasant goofing around with the boars? Yes. <laughs> it's very specific. Uh, <laughs> crazy-ass cultists in a church? Hell yes. Spiders that I can kill, and they would drop a sweet sword? Fuck yes. (laughs) I love spiders in video games, especially those that drop sweet-ass loot. On a side note, this game is so different when you are online and you can take your sweet time and explore every nook and cranny. No more Lonely Souls experience for this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for good for you jumping online. There are a couple different things that are different if you're offline, but I've never played it offline. Yeah, we uh, we we, we didn't make mention of this, but there is a uh, a dark phantom that will invade in the doors of Pharos who has uh, dual avalons. Mm-hmm. Who I think, because of his uh, garb, is part of the expeditionary force into Seldora. Hmm. He's a he's a companion to the guy you can summon um, to fight Freya. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, he's right. Abandoned mutt. He does kind of look like Fry's dog from Futurama. Yeah, 
Yep. For uh, whatever that guy's dog's name is. Um, Seymour. Seymour. Yeah. He's walking yep. on sunshine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the uh, I love a uh, filthy peasant goofing around with Boris. I love it when I see that in video games. I can't finish if I don't see that in video games. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Um, it's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. man. sunlight on a man's mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so, so Robert says via Facebook, I didn't think of it until right right now, but Seldora reminds me of Resident Evil Four. Village of mad peasants who roll giant Indiana Jones boulders at you, um, some of whom are turning into monsters. Strange ruins and tunnels. An odd merchant. And DDF, Duke Sierfreya, is Sadler. Also, the Duke is less is a less Gabby, taller Salazar, and Vergarl's body is Krauser. Huh. Huh. The Drows of Pharaohs had two particularly memorable moments for me. The first was relearning my fear of mimics. You can't see the doggone thing's teeth because of the water and the Royal Rat Authority. Authority is my Sith fight because I've never gotten to the DLC for the original Dark Souls. Um, so while I love the story of it, my knowledge and experience of it all is vicarious and secondhand. That and the fact that I am a huge sucker for sentient uh, rats as a concept, from Nim to the Skaven and all in between. They are to me as skeleton lords are to Gary. Thank you, devs. May I have another? You should play Torment, my friend. <laughs> And then the, uh, the full stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just in general. But the uh, the one is many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's uh, if you like intelligent rats. <laughs> I don't know what the Skaven is. Do you know what the Skaven is? Uh, no, I do know. As I was driving into work today, because I had read this response, um, uh, I, I don't know. The, a thought across my mind uh, that that made me very angry because I knew it was sure to exist. Um, I, I, I thought of the phrase Invader Nim. Which the rats of Nim done up in the Invader Zim uh, style oh, on a Hot Topic like, T-shirt? Yeah, for sh- ter- shirts for you assholes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Sh- uh, awful shirts for you assholes. Yeah, terrible shirts for you assholes. Rather, yeah, 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 yeah. That would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love uh, the rats of Nim. That was one of my favorite favorite movies as a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, the interesting thing about the mimic here. Is and the clever thing they did was I wasn't expecting a mimic, and partly because I thought they replaced them with traps. Yeah, like introducing the traps so early, I was like, okay, there are no mimics; they're just trap chests. Mm-hmm. And then, nope, there are both. Yeah, you know, that's the uh, that's the trick they played. How much of a fuck you is it that the uh, that the first mimic that you find in the game, or that you're likely to find in the game, given that Iron Keep is so hard, um, is in this water where it's so hard to get away from it? Where even if you do yeah. manage to survive with a sliver of health, it is fast enough to just close the close the gap between you. Yeah, and it, it's right next to a bonfire, but you had to have gone to that bonfire first. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a real fuck you. And another mimic you find in Eldia's Keep is in tall grass. So you can't really <laughs> see, its, uh, see its teeth either. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Josh says via contact. Absolutely love Seldora. In fact, I love this whole spoke of the map. I love how things just get more and more corrupted as you head towards the primal bonfire. Starting with the petrified Rosabeth, then the giant basilisk and the scorpion twins culminating with the city of spiders and the arachno hollows the seldora <laughs> spoke exemplifies one of my favorite aesthetic themes of dark souls creeping evil like elysial the duke's archives and even the sunken king dlc i feel like dark souls is at its thematic best when the subject is decay no arguments yeah yeah yep yeah full stop <laughs> John says via contact, when I discovered the cove, I felt wonder, as it seemed like I had found another settlement similar to Majula. Was this a second hub area? 
As I ventured forward, I came to a startling surprise. I soon realized that this was a camp full of deranged hollows who were picking off travelers as they stumbled, weary, from the doors of Pharos. I slew them all and then looted the souls from the corpses strewn about, and I wondered if I was any better than they were. Cut to New Game Plus. We can talk about this. We alluded to it in the, in the yeah a little bit uh, yeah in the episode. Yeah. Uh, this time, a seasoned caster. I was ready for the same fight uh, I, I had had in the last game or the last time I had been through here. I rounded a corner, <laughs> took a look at one of the giant boars, thinking I could take it down with a lightning bolt or two. I let one fly. My heart sank as my character did an about face in the hopes of outrunning the naked but very magic resistant cousin of the iron boars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the most. I mean, we'll, we're doing our episode on New Game Plus, but this is one of my favorite areas for for New Game Plus. Yeah, definitely change it up a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. No, uh, no arguments there either. Um, <laughs> I love Matthew's how we a, read these responses, looking to poke holes in them. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not really no arguments, but just nothing to add. Like that is yeah. that is a sound. You know, I agree. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, Matthew says via contact. I had an interesting experience fighting the Prowling Magus and Congregation on my first playthrough. I had been using the Pyromancy Glove and had just bought out all of the spells from Rosabeth. Going into the boss fight, I didn't know what to expect, but I thought I would try out Poison Mist since I never really used it in other games. It turned out to be super effective since each member of the Congregation got poisoned and dropped like flies, being sprayed with, well, poison. I honestly felt guilty that the fight was so easy on my first try. Then things got a bit awkward. My roommate who had been watching me play told me that, I don't know what religion those dudes are, but I'm pretty sure gassing them all to death in their church is some kind of hate crime. After that, a different kind of guilt overtook me and I had to stop playing for the night. I continued on the next day, but gave up using poison mist again. Stabbing dudes individually is clearly more humane. <laughs> on a lighter note, is anyone else bothered that Manstor Scorpion Tark looks like the rock from the end of The Mummy Returns? And if by bothered, you mean delighted and also, uh, you know, aroused, but you don't really want to be. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yep. Like, are, are you familiar with The Mummy Returns? Oh, yeah. Oh. It was a delightful adventure, I, I, Rob, that came out when I was young enough to be stupid enough to go see it. Yeah, I, I avoid the uh, the films of Brandon Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us were so wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time I was old enough, like I can't even, I can't think of one Brandon Fraser movie I like. And when he first showed up on the scene, I was just yeah. like, "Well, let's stay away from that. Let's steer clear of that." Yeah. Not even let's Monkey Bone. Yeah, especially Monkey Bone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're not gonna fool me with that produced by Tim Burton shit. Uh, yeah. Not even that one where Elizabeth Hurley is the devil. Holy crap! What a power duo, Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> I like. I literally. What, what's a good uh, Brendan Fraser movie? Journey to the of Center of the Earth. Do you think of any good Brendan Fraser movies? Uh, I mean, he, like he was in Crash, but that's just racism. Is, racism is bad. The movie. Yeah, that's not a good movie. Yeah. Um, like it was acclaimed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's interesting about Tark. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, and poison is super effective in these games. Like I, I have realized in the last couple of times I've, I've played games that I enjoy playing as a real shithead. Yeah. Um, because I'm not in real life. So I kind of like being an asshole in games. So I like being like a poison monster mm-hmm. in these games, but it is so effective against like all kinds of things. Yeah. It's great against, um, Throne Watcher and Throne Defender. Yeah. If you can poison them both at the same time because you'll have their HP, you know, you want to keep those guys even. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things that Poison Cloud just works wonders on yeah. in this game. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, we, 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 I, I call the Poison Throwing Knives Cheese Knives, which is absolutely yeah. true. Like, that is yeah. the, the easy way out. Um, yep. Airheads was kind of funny. Oh, sure. Yeah, I forgot he's in that. That's fine. Yeah. That's a fine movie. Yeah. Um, it's a fine film. Yeah. He, um, was, he was in Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, too. 
Oh, yeah. I love brain candy. He's he's very briefly in it though. Doesn't he just have acne and yell at the camera? Yeah, he's uncredited. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love Brain Candy. That's the best Brandon Fraser movie. Uh, <laughs> dare I say it better than The Mummy Returns? <laughs> you bite so. your tongue. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know if it's actually yeah actually better. No, but no. I mean, I like The Rock. Yeah, no, he's great. We've uh, like, he uh, seems like the nicest guy. Like well, I, yeah, I really like him as a dude. We're, we're on the record. If I if I was at an airport bar and uh, uh, the, the Rock was to the left of me and Vin Diesel was on the right of right of me, mm-hmm. uh, they would probably ask me to move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so they can talk to each other about cool man stuff. Yeah. But I would be into being the the jelly in that fun witch, yeah. For at least a at least a brief time, like, yeah. You know, I I would I would ask them. I would see if Vin Diesel would play D and D with me and The Rock, mm-hmm. yeah. And then The Rock would say no and go, you know, lift weights or something. And then me and D and me and uh, D and Diesel <laughs> would do <laughs> like you know one of those weird one on one campaigns that yeah. lonely kids had. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I would go and I would go with The Rock into the kitchen. Yeah. And yeah. smell what he's cooking. The one thing is, I, I would, if I ever did meet Vin Diesel, um, I would ask to see his his tattoo of his character. Yeah, which I I just love that that happened. Yeah, that's a true thing. So yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well, a long time ago we had a bit about um, being with Vin Diesel like in his house with like secret corridors or something like that. Hmm. Oh man, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, we've done we've done we've done too many podcasts. Yeah, I don't remember it well enough to make a t shirt joke. <laughs> okay. So, oh, well, <laughs> Bill says via contact as an arachnophobe, there are only two games that have given me the shot of adrenaline that I get when there's a fucking 16th inch long spider in my graves from the store Skyrim and now Dark Souls 2. The spiders in Seldora are just realistic enough that I was taking that area as slowly as I dared, and I could hear the plastic of my controller creaking from holding it so tightly when I got to the giant room full of webs. I consider it a gift from the heavens that they designed uh, the boss to be so unrealistic and, to be frank, goofy looking, um, as to be more of a release of tension than a culmination of it. The scariest thing about the spiders, uh, sorry, the scariest thing about spiders is what's natural. And I can't say I'm kept awake at night worrying that one's going to sneak into my room and blast me with a laser beam from its ass face. Yeah. Uh, Duke's here afraid is kind of a cat dog situation. Yeah. We didn't really. They talk about how Duke's dear Freya uh, eliminates waste. <laughs> spider, spider. Yeah. <laughs> spider, man, spider, man, spider, man, spider, 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 um, you know, but, uh, like ants spook me out maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Because of their like, society. Cause the, yeah. Cause their society and because it's like, oh, I left a soda can out at night mm-hmm. on accident. Like, oh, my house is a living yeah. horror nightmare now. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's this undulating carpet. Like I have a very distinct memory of leaving a soda can out and then seeing, uh, not having my glasses on mm-hmm. and going to pick up a soda can, but noticing just barely it kind of like wavering, mm-hmm. like in, in heat. And then, like, what is that? And putting on my glasses and just seeing it just covered with, like, moving ants. Yeah. And just being, like, super spooked. Yeah. Um, One of my childhood uh, houses, we had a cellar. Like, and I, like you know, you had to lift the door up and go, like, a, like a real old-time mm-hmm. cellar. And um, going down there one one time, seeing a wall of daddy long legs oh. that were, that were uh, uh, clustering together for heat, right? Because, of, you know, mm-hmm. because it was, like, early in the morning at the time. And um, it looked like they were breathing in unison, like it was, like the, like the wall was respirating and being that's, very traumatized by that. That's horrible. Yeah, 
Per- yeah. Pretty upsetting. I'm sorry. Tr- trigger warning. Yeah, <laughs> trigger warning spiders. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like it's it's one of those things. Like I'm I'm a little bit. I recognize it as a it is a legitimate fear. I am hardened by just the number of people who are like, oh boy, I I had planned on sleeping tonight, but I guess not because spiders. So like yeah. like it, it is one of those. I'm I'm inured to just because of how common it seems to me to overreact to it. However, if you are an arachnophobe, I respect your fear of a thing that really you ought to be afraid of. Like it's like bees. It's a rational fear. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think so. Yeah. And, not in a and video it, uh, game though. That's goofy. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you'd be, you'd be afraid of whatever, whatever you like in video games. Like for yeah. the longest time I was scared of being underwater in games. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, it was literally it's just cause you can't see from all yeah. angles and, and stuff. I, I was being um, flipped with that, but not in video games. Cause I understand that I, I was scared of being underwater in games a, because of the Sonic. And also because I had a habit of holding my breath when I was underwater. Oh, again. that'll do you. Yeah. That'll do you good. So thank you everybody who wrote in. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, banner response. If you have things to say about Earth and Peak and uh, Harvest Valley, um, which I know you do. Because who found that windmill without help? <laughs> no one. Um, you know, you can, there's still plenty of time. If you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact, um, you can share those thoughts and get them read aloud on the show. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Also, while you're at duckfeed.tv, you can check out other shows and uh, blogs that we have on the network, specifically on the blog tip. There is Infinity Engineers. That is Gary's um, uh, blog about computer role-playing games of a certain stripe. Yeah, uh, mostly Infinity Engine games, but uh, some some other ones as well. And I recently uh, guested on an episode of Retronauts about Torment because of, of that. So that should be coming out probably around the same time this episode does, uh, maybe a little bit later. But hear me talk to those Retronauts guys and and shore up some some CRPG knowledge um, <laughs> from those console friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The, uh, and you can also check out Hexcrank. Speaking of spiders, speaking mm-hmm. of spider cider, in case you were wondering where spider cider came from, <laughs> it came from Uninvited, which is a game that Cole has covered on Hexcrank. Yeah. And, uh, you can read about it there. I, you should definitely play it, but also then read Cole's, Cole's thoughts about it. What's, uh, what's next on the blog? Is it Alone in the Dark? Yeah, that's Alone in the Dark. And, um, and- I am, uh, piggybacking that onto me also playing, um, Suikoden 2, uh, for mm. Watch Out for Fireballs. So I, I, I feel guilty playing one because I'm not playing the other. <laughs> we're, we're ahead. Yeah. On, on WAF stuff. Yep. So, if I mean you're you're like two games ahead on WAF, and we were already a week ahead from Game Story, so yeah, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. You're doing fine, pup. Um, but yeah, you should definitely check out that that reading. Um, there's the Dadning, which is Dennis's uh, blog. Yeah. Um, Backlog Killer, which is our newest, uh, second newest edition. Mm-hmm. Um, Will's uh, gaming blog. So there's a lot of stuff to read as well. We're we're turning into an omni source for entertainment. Yeah. For sure. And, um, you know, we mentioned uh, in the main episode, we've got the Amazon link and also, uh, uh, as always, the Patreon thing um, is, a, is a huge help. Duffy.tv slash Patreon. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the huge that you always hear at the end of every podcast, iTunes ratings and reviews and telling a friend. Yep. Those things apply to us as well. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And uh, make way for some uh, brief deleted scenes. Yep. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, you've got Cole here as well. Hi. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Um, it's really, really warm here. So if I go quiet for a little while, it's because I fainted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're not prepared for any kind of extreme weather here. So if it's hot, it's like, oh, no, it's so hot. And then it's cold. It's, oh, no, it's so cold. We don't <laughs> shut up about it. So. 
Yeah. You can uh, you can treat the, if you've got like some third base coaches, little league coaches there. You can treat that with a water bottle. <laughs> right here. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, a water bottle and salt tablets. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I've never heard of those. Are they made of salt? You know, Seriously. I think they actually might be amphetamines. That might be that might be uh, some uh, kind of uh, some kind of code word in right. in, in baseball. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't even mind being hot because you'd just be like, I'm really hot, but I'm in a really good mood. Let's run around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are, are you uh, reorganizing a file cabinet? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting still now. There. Oh, it's, it's okay. No, it's just no, no big deal. I'm just giving you a hard time. I was making um, sure the doors and windows are shut and things for quietness. Good. Good. Good plan, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yes, thank you for it. asking me. You you heard me on the other podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know what you're getting yourselves into. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. And and you come uh, recommended some people who listened to our show. Um, said, hey, you guys should should get Laura. So yeah. really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Um, I don't know. I could look it up. Um, <laughs> somebody somebody on uh, on Facebook. Um, who you know probably heard you on uh, Twin Humanities? Yeah, probably. I get around. Friend of, <laughs> friend of CJ's is a friend of ours. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, well, he was super excited that I was going to come on as well because he had a good time, and I heard his what uh, show with you guys a while back. <laughs> yeah, it was here. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, it's okay. You don't actually have to look. <laughs> it's too late. I'm already looking. It's a uh, Joe Joe Pangrace. I have no idea who that is. Wow, well, he, I've got a, he, a mystery. He's a fan of yours. Yeah. So. It's, it's the Homer Simpson definition of famous. <laughs> Everybody knows your name, you don't know theirs. Wow. I like it. It's good. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, so the uh, so basically, um, you know, just kind of by way of housekeeping, um, swear all you like. and <laughs> it's, um, it's encouraged, just short of mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a relief. Um, and and then um, we've got some notes. Um, yeah, skim through them. There's lots. Okay. Yeah, don't be intimidated by that. We're not going to go. You know, I'm not I like it. It's great. Re- okay. Yeah, we're not going to read these point <laughs> point by point or anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. Yep. They're they're an outline. So we if we if we uh, don't know what comes next, it reminds us what came next. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then um, we also we record the uh, appendix episodes in the same session, so that'll be up to you if you would like to stick around for that. What are you covering? Or it's the uh, it's the listener response. Oh right, portion, okay. Portion of yeah. it. So the the main episode will be the the doors of Pharos and then Brightstone, and then uh, what any anyone wrote in about. We'll we'll read those in the the extra. Okay. Yeah. If I'm still awake, then. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, th- this is what like two a.m. Your time. It is. Oh wow! wow. Thank I you. Really so much. appreciate that. It's yeah. Fun. It's it's fun. It's exciting. It's like <laughs> I don't know. It's different. <laughs> really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I'm not. I'm. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if if you if you suddenly pass out, we'll assume it's the heat or exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. And then if the, uh, the, you know, please come knocking on our door for like pod killing you on accident. Okay. If, if, so. if, if Interpod comes after us. Yeah. Interpod. Health and safety uh, yeah. regulations. 
Yeah. I've got to keep my window shut because I live on quite a busy road, and even though it's the middle of the night, there's still traffic going past. Yeah. I'm suffering in, in fanless window closed <laughs> as well. Good, so. good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we can all we can share this. Uh, not not all. I'm 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 sitting here quite comfortable, but I'm not commenting yeah. on it. Yeah, fuck because, you. Yeah, because it's uh, a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck. I, you. I recognize my privilege. <laughs> I've got a I've got a I, fan pointed at me. I've got a nice cool beer. I'm good. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. I, mean, I was holding that back for a long time. <laughs> okay, sorry. Like, like, oh, shut up. Let me cough. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> I put a marker. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, sorry. Okay. Um, all right. Are you done? Lungs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. The, the uh, I've got. Fucking Duke Saldora lungs. Sorry, going on. Yeah, um, so it, it, it definitely feels like there are spider webs in my lungs. Like <laughs> it's felt like that since I got off the plane on Tuesday. Oh god. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 